G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The thoughts and opinions shared in this podcast are just that. It's up to the listener to decide what is true and what is not true. This podcast talks about domestic violence and death. It contains adult themes and coarse language. If you need help or you are affected by such issues, you can contact your nearest help centre, such as Lifeline on 13 1114 or DV Connect on 1800 811 811. Discretion is advised. Let's take a second to talk about theories and motives. A theory that many of you probably have entertained is this. The neighbour, who allegedly was having a fling with Kira, may have been at her house upon Jason's arrival causing an argument and then, well, it escalated. I myself had entertained this thought. This for me was the golden egg, the most likely scenario. That is until I spoke to Sean myself, a reminder to stay open-minded and impartial always. I'm Jamie Poltz and this has been A Valley Road, episode seven, The Girl Next Door. I've got myself a piece of heaven Okay, it's it's Thursday, the something of June. I don't even know the date. Um, Thursday, the sixth of June, two thousand and nineteen, and driving out to see Alison again. Um, and as I'm driving out here, the sun is setting, and there's just this really picturesque sunset it's pinky blue orange yeah it's it's actually quite quite magic okay so i'm doing a pretty terrible job speaking off the cuff there so i'm going to save you from that mindless waffling i'm taking the hour drive out to meet sean at allison's house this is before our hiatus but tom wasn't with me it was actually his birthday and he had pre-arranged plans to go out for dinner with his family Sean is, of course, the infamous neighbour you've heard much about in past episodes. As I'm driving out there, I'm fortunate enough to see a beautiful sunset, had a fiery red sky with just a sliver of the moon on display. It really was magical. As it gets darker, I look at the scattered houses that are few and far between. They're mostly Queenslanders, which have a very specific look and are very common around our region. They're timber, usually high set, and there's plenty of them around. Some look abandoned, haunted even. At one point on the drive, I stopped the car, turned the lights off and hopped out. 
it's absolutely as black as dark gets. I was reminded of when Tamika said her mother picked her up on Beenham Valley Road at night time with no street lights, just her, her daughter, her niece, and eventually Jason. I could picture that now. The strangest things seem to happen in small towns. Remember, Beenham Valley Road is in a very small town, Woolvi. Some of the strangest jobs I attended as a police officer were in these tiny rural towns. One thing about small town people is this. They are usually generous, old school, hardworking, accommodating, and all those things. However, there is a different side to them. Despite everyone knowing everyone's business in small towns, they can still hold secrets, dark secrets. With all that space, they can somehow get away with things. Perhaps even murder. As I pull up into Allison's driveway, I see Sean's black Holden Commodore Ute there, which is a utility truck for all you Yanks. I'm relieved to see Sean's car here because Allison had told me earlier that he wasn't sure if he had the petrol money to come and see her. So, my expectations were exceeded. And yes, I have a little chat to Reggie the dog too, and I said, mate, no more barking this G'day. time. G'day. How are you? Pitch black out here. Ah, oh, here's Reggie. Hey, mate. How are ya? What's going on? I can just follow you and, and lead him wanting more. Yeah. Hey? Mate. Hey. How are ya? And I'm not sure why I kept asking how the dog was, like I was expecting a response. Hey. Hey, Alison. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Good to see you. You too. Yeah, nice and brisk out here. It is. Come on in and he'll follow you. Sweet. Thank you. Hey, Sean. Hello, I'm Jamie. I'm Sean. Nice to meet you, mate. Yeah. Don't worry, I burnt dinner. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I'm just dealing with the <laughs> remnants of burnt dinner. How burnt? Oh, it wasn't too bad. It was just one. Charcoal. It was one particular thing. It was bad. Scrape the bottom up and shit. Like, yeah. Uh, no, it was good though. Yeah, sweet. So Sean's a shorter guy with an athletic build. He's wearing an army pattern hoodie with track pants. He's got brown hair and a wide smile. I noticed that he always claps his hands while he speaks too, so you'll be hearing that. So Alison had invited Sean over and she made him dinner and burnt it in the process. The place had a faint smell of burnt carbonara. But it was homely. After a bit of small talk, I sat down with them and got their permission to record. And I asked how they reconnected after all these years. So, um, basically, it was coming up to my stage in the podcast that you guys, like you guys wanting to know who the 17-year-old was, um, trying to get a hold of me. And um, she basically found me on Facebook again. Oh, I don't, I don't think we ever let ever um, this friend. Mm. But yeah, so she found me on Facebook, um, got my number, and called me up. And um, yeah, she's basically just um, yeah, told me yeah, you guys are after me, and um, like good catch up. Like we haven't seen each other in ages, and um, no, it, it would have been good. Like it is good to catch up and stuff with her. But I've known someone since yeah, a long they time. moved into that house, which is yeah. how many years ago? 
I'll... Nine? Yeah, a long time. I was... Billy was a baby, was so... Oh, yeah, I was, I was 13, oh, I'm pretty sure. 13, right, When okay. you guys moved over. Yeah, and I would visit a lot. Yeah. I was living down in New South Wales, but I would visit as much as I humanly could. Yeah. So, because... So, sorry, they, they moved up there after the second child was born... Before that, they weren't so far away, but then they moved all the way to Queensland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sean, you're the neighbour and yep. who Tamika's referring to, the 17-year-old. Yep. Yep. Okay. And this is, like, Alison, you were saying this is, like, Thursday therapy, you guys are calling it? Yeah, she, no, she is. Yeah. I, I haven't decided this is in the text message. She's like, oh, come over for our Thursday night therapy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't, because she obviously knows I'm never going to, oh, I probably will never talk to a therapist. I'm too big, yeah. bloody-minded and shit. But um, yeah. she's, and because she knows Kira as well, mm. it's a lot easier for me to talk to her about Kira than try and talk to a stranger and, mm. like, about Kira. Mm. So it's actually really good, like, and bringing up memories and shit because, like, like, I don't think about it. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not something you really think about, so. And how old are you now, Sean? I'm 23. 23. Yeah, 23, yep. Yep. And you're living in Gympie? Yep. Yeah, back to Gympie. Yep. I've moved away like six times now. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And well, I've heard I've heard from a few different sources that you've been doing it pretty rough lately. Yeah. Um, past two years just like kicked me up the ass. Like I had the best teenage years, like best all the way up to 20. And then basically you got to fix all your mistakes when you're 21 pay off all your bills buddy get everything sorted but um yeah it was just moving houses like more or less like had to move house um it's really hard for us to find a house in Gympie we was three like I'm 23 my mate James is 20 pretty sure yeah he's 21 he had his birthday and his missus Emily is 18 so you can imagine how hard is this and we we because we earn not decent money we want a nice house and stuff and um, we wanted like double bay garages, like we wanted our Pacifics, like we wanted our cars undercover and stuff. So it just took the, f- the few months to bloody, um, yeah, to find it, to get approved. But um, we, we could have stayed somewhere, but yeah, we went camping and all that stuff. But, like yeah. we were a little bit excited for it as well. And it was pretty cool to go camping again, but yeah, I wouldn't do it again. I so you're living in a house again. now? Yeah, yeah, back, awesome house, man. Yep. Beautiful house, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So much nice long showers. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, and Alison, now that I haven't seen you since we had our interview with Tamika, I mean, I've spoken to you a bunch of times since, but how are you finding the whole process and the the podcast? How's it, how's it been for you, this whole ordeal? It's been very enlightening, it's been very freeing. Um, unfortunately, it's caused some issues, mm. but I can't really go into that. Um, I feel that I'm doing the right thing in trying to get to the bottom of what happened to my daughter. Mm. Some people don't agree with me, 
So um, just have to deal with the repercussions of that. And what about the the people who have reached out to you or at least commented about you and your efforts? What do you make of those comments? Oh, I think they're beautiful. I write back to nearly all of the, well, all the ones I've found. Mm. I'm sure there's other places I haven't found, but, you know, I've made some friends with other parents who've lost a child or people who are just interested in it for whatever reason, but I've found this support really overwhelming at times, like just literally reduced me to tears. Yeah, well, everyone's been really positive and uh, encouraging about the whole thing and especially with the news of the coronial inquest most people have been jumping on there just saying like it's about time and I really hope you guys get the answers that you are looking for and that you deserve so so far it's been very well received really yeah it it has um in the most part just a couple of people just always gotta have gotta have one person at least don't you you do there's always one at least but no, in general, it's it's been very positive, hmm. you know, from from complete strangers. So at this point in the night, Alison left uh, Sean and I alone so we could chat. And my apologies for my microphone this evening. I have no idea what's going on. The settings must have been off. I sound like Terminator holding my breath. So please forgive me for that one. Okay, so I'm just sitting down with Sean, who is at Alison's house and he's agreed to speak with me. We actually spoke earlier on the phone, but I sort of caught him off guard. So we're going to do this again. And how do you know Kira and how do you fit into this puzzle? Uh, so I was a neighbor and um, we were originally there. And that's that clap I was talking about. Originally there first, we were there for five or six years before they got there, but um, I was- This has been in Valley Road? Yep, been in Valley Road. And what's the community like out there? The, the Warbler community? Yeah. Like, farmer community. Yeah. Awesome. Um, never ever lock your doors. Um, if anyone pulled in, like your neighbours, if you got your bins, like, neighbours come over, your bins are full, put them in your neighbours. Yeah. Like, just awesome, man. Everyone around there was awesome. Like, everyone around Warbler is awesome. So, like, you go around to the neighbours to get cups of milk and sugar oh, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it was more just Kira's house because you'd almost like, even if she wasn't home, like, because that's how safe it is. Even if they weren't home or something, you could almost go in and steal a cup of sugar yeah. and be like, yo, I just steal a cup of sugar for my, you know, cupcakes or something. Yeah. And, you know, they'd laugh about it and be like, oh, you owe me a cup of sugar. Not really, but yeah, still. So who who was at your house? Who'd you live with? So my mum, my dad, um, our big sister, Abigail. Uh, then myself, um, little brother Damo, and Crystal. So there was six of us. And so you said to me before that you started off just like hanging with the kids and yeah, yeah. sort of babysitting. I, was, I love um, I love kids. Like I'm one of them dudes. Like I entertaining them. You know, I had a real kiddie mind, so it's a lot easier to you know sit down and play with kids. You yeah. know, when you're a teenager than trying to be an adult. So. I'd um, take a motorbike ride and, you know, play with the toys because we never got toys, so fucking yeah. Yeah. But yeah, oh, little rascals. Um, 
we was like, we'd babysit them and stuff. Yeah. Um, whenever we could go out and yeah, same deal, Kira would look after us because like, it's, it's not that we couldn't stay at home by ourselves, but mum and dad wouldn't trust us at home by ourselves. So they'd make sure Kira would come home and check up on us and shit. But yeah, yeah it worked like that. It was pretty good. Like, okay. Obviously you've heard the podcast and you've heard what, yeah, people have said to make her said and stuff and yeah. what was your relationship with Kira and do you want to describe that as you said to me before with how that developed so it all started like I I'd never uh um 14 15 like 16 like I never imagined like anything would happen or I never thought about it really like I was just teenage fantasies um but yeah it was literally like, it's, it's really funny. Um, I was at Dad's 40th, and, like, um, we're, like, just mucking around. We're both drunk, obviously. Um, having a really good night, like, messing around. There was a few of us, like, we had a few neighbours over, so there, like, there was four or five of us, like, we all knew each other and shit. And, um, yeah, like, I, don't, I can't remember how it ended up or become, but me and Kira were wrestling and, like, play fighting on the ground, and she bit my ear. And that's sort of how it all started. And then like, yeah, and then like we made out and then we like, you know, we didn't even do anything that night. Like we just had like, like I, I had a girlfriend as well. So, and she was there. So like, it was, yeah, real, real sneaky, real sly. And then, um, yeah, we could never be like, obviously open about it. Like obviously we never told anyone about it or it was like our little secret, but um, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd just make up some bullshit to go over Kira's or Kira would make up some bullshit, come see me or, you know. But, yeah, it always, yeah, worked out. It'd just be fun, like, whenever, you know, the time happened or shit like that, but, yeah. So you were 17 or 18 at that I was, time? I was 17. Yeah. I was 17, yeah. It only, it only went on, like, it didn't go on for that long because, like, it wasn't... It started and then it was only three, four, five weeks, and then I moved away. And I didn't come back to Gimpy for months. Was it like a sexual nature or just making out or? At the party. Or just in general, your relationship? In general, um, so at, at the party, it, it was more just like making out, like a bit of fun. But um, yeah, it led to more. Um, yeah, like I went over here, it was like, didn't really expect it and shit. And yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna have you little boy. <laughs> pretty much and fucking yeah yeah <laughs> so it was a it, yeah sexual fucking fun and games like, yeah 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 so I told the one person I did tell I think I told my brother and I told I maybe I told my best friend I'm not sure but somehow like she she found out that somehow someone at the Wolver shop heard that like um Wolf Flirton or like like some something was up between me and Kira, like but she's like they didn't know like we'd done anything like, like they didn't actually know but someone heard that something was up and she's like, Oi, like who have you told them? Blah 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 and I was like, nah, like fucking I haven't been like going out telling people, like fuck like I wouldn't go tell the Wolver shop, like and it's a small town, right? So everyone small, knows every, everything. Everyone, everyone knows everyone, man. Like, um, best part, like, I'll, I'll do is your camel. 
like the um, Kira's saviour that she'd used to go up to Camel's house. He knew people that um, like were in a band and at their house, a couple of k's up the road, they used to like play music and shit. So that and the Woolworth shop were the main people. Like we'd all, all of us, man, we'd all, um, yeah, go to these bands and have drinks together and shit. So I was a real close community, that, like the Woolworth Hall and stuff. So everyone pretty well knew everyone. Like it, it was, yeah. So tell me about um, Kira's saviour, you just said, yeah, what do you? Ah, uh, Camel. Yeah. yeah, he's big dude. Yeah, big strong dude. And how how do you mean saviour? So, um, I'm pretty like so if things got too violent between and Kira. And yeah, I'll be censoring Jason's real name here again. So when you hear a beep, it's for that reason. Otherwise, I'll specify. Kira would run up to Camel's house. Because he would never go anywhere near Camel. Like, Camel was a mean man, so, yeah. And yeah. Camel lived on Beanham Road as well. He, he lived literally with K up the road, yeah. like K, K and a half up the road or something, yeah. yeah. It's my understanding that Camel no longer lives on Beanham Valley Road and I have not been able to track him down as yet. Had you ever seen any or heard any scenarios between the new boyfriend so, and Kira? I never personally seen it. Um, I do remember going over there because I, I would know, like I was never home. It was I was at the stage of my life where I was lucky to be home one night a week. So I remember being home and um, going over there and her explained to me this big ass fight they had. Like I remember the TV being on the floor, the Xbox, like everything was just trash. Like there was shit everywhere. And um, yeah, I remember her explaining this, like she, I can't remember, like, I can't tell you details, but I remember her saying, like, he done something, and then she's like, so I picked the Xbox up and threw it at him, like, like, yeah, no, fucking hell, like, yeah, I, I can't tell you too much more, but, um, yeah, that's that's one thing I can remember. Um, but you never, like... I, I've never seen it, personally. No, no, he, he would always, you know, be decent if me or anyone was around, like... We never personally seen him really be a dick. Um, I'm pretty sure my little brother did. Like, I know he's, he's told me before, but obviously I'll have to talk to him, him about it. But, um, yeah. Did you ever see Kira with, like, bruises or...? Not really. No. Uh, oh, she, like, she'd have bruises, like, on her legs or, like, on her arms. But that is nothing ever new. Like, because Kira was... She was almost like a boy growing... Well, not a boy growing up, but, you know, she had kids ducks, like the farm, everything. So if she had a little bruise on it, like a tiny, I'm not talking a bruise, bruise, like a tiny little bruise, like it's nothing. Like it's, Kira, she's tough, man. She walks around back like barefooted all the time. Like, you know, she's cool. So yeah, I've never seen anything, anything dramatic. Like I've never seen. So it started off the 40th, the 40th birthday, birthday and that was party. when she was married? Yep. Okay. Yep. So... Like, how long did it go for for Before the new I boyfriend left. to come in? Yeah, top so, thing. So the reason I'm asking when this relationship took place is it's obviously pretty important to know if it affected Jason or not. So that's why I'm sort of probing a bit further. Um, I have no idea when the new boyfriend come in because, um, like I said, um, we never messaged or, like, it, it was never a thing. Like, it, it was never a thing. So we'd never talk or nothing like that. So... 
once I left, I left. Like that, that was it, I was gone. Um, I didn't even really know about the new boyfriend until I come back. Like I, I didn't get asking about it, like I, I didn't care. So um, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't know about the new boyfriend until I come back, I'm pretty sure. And how long were you away for? Uh, six to eight months. Like, yeah, it was a, it was a while. It was, yeah, it was a while. Do you know when you came back? Like, what time of uh, year? What year? I'm pretty sure it was close to uh, September. It would have been like, yeah, just before September or something. Ah, uh, 2013. 2013. Yep. And did your relationship with Kira pick up where it left off? Um. So, it it did, like for the sense of my 16, the the normal thing because obviously if we're in front of people like we just have to be as we have been forever so um that that did obviously and um it was her birthday so it was like yeah let's go out for your 27th birthday and um yeah so pretty much it kicked off straight up but I didn't see her like every day or every second day because I was never home either so like I'd see her maybe one week and then like fucking the next week I took her out for her birthday or something like but I'm pretty sure I never really seen her after her birthday because that's when like old man come up and like threatened me and shit and then yeah I couldn't really see her again. So did he threaten you to your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um whistled out at me. Okay. Called me up, yeah, and told me to come over to the fence. So we're talking about. Yeah. Was it nighttime, daytime? I was about eight o'clock at night. I was um I was finishing up some stuff for my old boy in the shed. And it was only about 30 metres away from where our shed was with their fence. And we had um, like a run of trees and everything. And I remember he, I could hear this whistle. And like I looked over and he's like, oi, like come over here. Did he and say I, your name? No, nah, no, nah, didn't call. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Like he, he might have, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, but yeah, so he's like, oi, come over here. So I walked over. And like he didn't say it threatened, like he, he wasn't like super mad or nothing. So I like walked over and shit. And um, yeah, he's basically just like I heard like Kira told me like you tried to get in with her again, blah, blah, blah. And um, I can't tell you exactly what he said, but um, basically he's like, yeah, if you ever step foot on this property again, like I'm going to fucking beat you to death or yeah, he's like basically he never allowed anyone near her or on this property again. He, he was actually, yeah, he was actually quite, like he, he was, as his dad would tell his son when his son done something super bad, like not even bad enough to yell at, like when he's drilling him, like he's like, if you come onto this property again, like I'm going to fucking, like to your eyes sort of thing. Like, so he said, I was going to beat you to death. Yeah, he basically told I'm going to fucking kill you. Like if you step on this property again, I'm going to kill you. Like, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And how how long after the 27th birthday when you took Kira out and the relationship sparked up again? Was um, that was that the, the, the fling between you and Kira spark up again at that point? No, no, no. So she told me um, 
like no that's it like she's like she backed or pushed me away basically um she's like she's got this new dude he's in um jail and shit but yeah she's like he's real serious and shit like she was obviously protecting me like didn't want him to go nuts at me or want to fucking beat me up but um yeah i can't tell you exactly um what she said and shit but yeah she put me down she's like no like because of this new boyfriend and shit but yeah, it was a big no. Was did anything happen while he was in jail? With me and Kira? Yeah. No. 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 It's because Tamika had said Yeah, I know. That like oh yeah, that is a lie. Yeah. Like I I know it's really bad, like obviously because it's it's Kira and um like obviously I would never want to say that. Yeah. And as great as that would have been, um that that never happened. That never happened. Um, we never done anything once I left. Like once I left and got back, like I never even kissed her once I got back. Like I, we never done anything. Yeah. So you had never had a sexual relationship with Kira while she was with the new no, boyfriend? No, because like the whole testing thing, yeah. uh, he had the shit. Um, I knew I was safe. I, I knew. So... Like I wasn't fucking super freaked out because mum come and asked me and I think. So right now, Sean is talking about hep C. Allegedly, Jason had hep C and that's how he knows he wasn't with Kira after Jason. Yeah, mum made sure. She's like, you fucking definitely because he is positive to this. So I was like, no, like fucking definitely not. So oh. I, I think I'm pretty sure you, you made sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and this was when it happened. So like, I'm telling the fucking truth. Like, yeah. It's it's because you know because after after she got with the new boyfriend, yep. she yep. contracted she Hep can, C. Yeah, it's Hep C. Yeah, yeah. So she contracted Hep C. You asked. Yeah, yeah. No, she because or, like or you, your mum or your mum. Yeah, that my mum would have made. Like, I'm pretty sure my mum made sure as well. But my mum made sure first, and then I'm pretty sure Alison asked me after, and I was like, nah. Like, mum already asked me. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it was pretty sure because mum was down there at the hospital and everything, so she was like pretty well involved as well. Mm. And yeah, she she made it quite clear, like fucking yeah. So you don't think Kira knew she was Hep C? I doubt it. I, yeah. It's not something we would have. No. Like I, I would only talk to her fucking four or five times when I come back. You don't think so, Alison, do you? No. No. She was planning on being a surrogate, and yeah. she would not have been able to do that. Mm. Um. So she would have. I would have heard about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If she'd known, and mm. it was only found out because I wanted to donate her organs and. Was yeah. only able to donate one. Yeah. Yeah. So what Alison's saying here is that Kira was actually planning on being a surrogate mother for her best friend Jay. You heard from Jay in episode five, Missing Pieces. Now Kira couldn't have been a surrogate mother if she was Hep C. So Alison thinks that she didn't know. You take Kira out for a twenty seventh. Yep. Nothing happens though, it's just friends. Yeah. And she told me I had another brother. <laughs> she what? Um, I probably still wouldn't know I had another brother, a stepbrother, unless Kira told me. Really? Yeah, so I got a fifth or a second brother. 
half-brother, fifth step-sibling or how, sibling, yeah. And how did you find out about that? She told me. How'd she I didn't find, believe her. How would she find out? Mum fucking, mum must told her drinking and shit, yeah. So where's the, where's his other sibling? Twomba. Yeah. And how old are they? A month, a young and then my little sister. Yeah. Because, yeah, could have, my little sister was a month after him. And that's one of your dad's kids or your mum's kids? My mum. Dad cheated, yeah. Dad cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. But, yeah, yeah, lucky for her, though. Because I, I didn't believe it, man. I was like, like, fuck off, like, mm. bullshit. And so I went home the next day, like, real mad and shit, like, who the fuck's, is, like, Ethan, his name is. So I went in, like, who the fuck's Ethan, like? And then mum's just like, go talk to your father. And that's when it clicked. I was like, fuck. Like, it's actually Israel. Like, I was like, fucking hell but I was mad I was really mad like I'm a big family dude like I, I love my brothers like I help them out so I was really mad that I didn't know and I was like 17 years old by that stage so yeah and you had no idea I had no idea not not the slightest imaginable clue I wasn't sure if I was going to keep that part in or not but I decided to keep it in because one Sean told me about it and two it sort of shows how close everyone was, you know, that Sean's mum would confide in Kira and Kira would then tell Sean a big family secret like that. So again, small town things, the plot thickens. Okay, so straight off the bat, that the allegation that Kira gave you yeah, that, oral while yeah, he that, was in jail was... I think that's just a, obviously it's piss on them. Um, what's the name again? To to make her. To make her. Obviously, um, to piss to make her off or yeah. to start something, but that yeah. never, 100% never happened. Okay. All right. So when you, when you, when she had the 27th birthday, was Jason yeah. in jail at the time? Yep. Yep. Otherwise, yeah. So he shows, that's when she told you, I've got this new guy, that. he's in jail at the moment, he's yep. pretty serious. Yep. So nothing's yep. going to happen between us. She, yep. she pushed you away. I, I had her in the, like, we went into the pokies room and basically I just tried to, you know, as you do, make a move, go up and kiss her. Yeah. And then she's like, nah, like, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And how, when was that from then? How long was it before Jason came yeah. and called, whistled at you at the fence? Like, how, what was the timeline between that night? And um, I... I honestly, I could not really tell you, but mm. I'd only, it, it wouldn't have been long after he got out of jail. Mm. Like, I, I couldn't imagine it, because, like, obviously, I don't know, they might have had a little argument and she told him, or. Yeah. But I don't know, but yeah, she told him. Okay. Yeah. Would um, Jason call you out from the fence or whatever again? So, as I said, I, I would always be away. Um, I, I confirmed with my mum. With my mum, um, I, I was obviously away that night and I was away the three or four times. Like, he, he would come up to the fence and call out for me, like, want to fight me. Um, obviously, he was drunk or, as I say, I'm pretty sure he was drunk. But, um, yeah, he'd come up to the fence, try and fight me, like, try and tell Dad, be like, let him come out, like, stop fucking, you know, and just, like, let him be a man, fucking shit like that. But, um... I never heard it. I'd only find out the next day or, you know, when I'd come home next and mum would be like, oh, the neighbour was yelling out for you again. 
but yeah, I'd never hear it. I never heard it once, yeah. Except for the first time when he whistled at me and I walked over, but yeah. What was your movements that night? Do you remember that night? The 16th of July? The night, 2014. That night, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I was at my friend Maddie's house. Um, I'm 90% sure I stayed there with my mates. Um, Maddie, Maddie and Lukey. Maddie and Lukey, what do you mean? Um, sorry. But yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Maddie and Lukey, because when I got the text message that like something had happened, I had my four mates, like Maddie, Lukey, and another dude and someone else um, in the car and all gone somewhere. And I got, I got the text and I was like, nah, like, I already go home. So I turned around and dropped them this off. This is on the 17th in the morning, was it? Yep, yep. It was early in the morning because, um, yeah, I got there and like the kids weren't there or nothing, but... Yeah, it wasn't that late. It would have been, I think, 8.30, 9 o'clock when I would have got there because I'm pretty sure I got the text around 7.30. Like, I don't know how I remember it, but, like, for some reason I feel like, like, yeah, I got it then. And who was the text from and what, what did mom. it say? Um, I couldn't remember exactly what it says, but I'm pretty sure she just, she didn't tell me anything about, like, like anything happened there. She just said, Kira's in hospital. I'm going down to the Gold Coast for her life support and we might have to turn it off like she might not make it or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was it and that was like, that's pretty, you know, sound text to be like, no, nah, I need to go home. Like, so, yeah. Okay. So that rumour or allegation that I'd heard that you might have been there that night. Yeah. Yeah, that, I was not there. I was, I was definitely not there, yeah. yeah. Are you aware of Jason coming home that night and yelling for you? Have you heard that? What, that night? Yeah. Real? Well, I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, no, I never knew it that night. I don't know if that happened. I just, I've just heard from sources. I just wanted to see. No, I never knew that. No. That'd okay. be a pretty dumb fucking move, though. Hmm. That's from Nakoda's interview where he says that um, he saw the dogs running down the side of the house. That's why I just wanted to get you to say that yeah. you're either there or you weren't there. Yeah. No, I, I definitely was not there. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I never seen her after the 27th birthday. Yeah. Like, like I may have seen her out the front or like I may have heard her voice and shit, but like I'm pretty sure I never actually seen her or talked to her after yeah. the 27th, yeah. Alison reminded Sean there was three months between Kira's 27th birthday, which is in April, and her death, which was in July. There was a lot of time in between there. Mm. Nah, so fuck. No, nah, I might have. No, no, no. I would have, cause I seen um, like the fight, him and her and had like the fight with the Xbox and shit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yes, no. So yeah, I did. Yeah, I did yeah. seek her and speak to her and shit after. Yeah. yeah I didn't realize that's holy shit. It was three months. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. But I was just friendly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I yeah. was not going to try and fuck, fuck no man. Mm. Like, nah. And you've been interviewed by the police, haven't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. And did you give a statement? I did. Yeah. That I lied in. Yeah. Yeah. And how'd you lie in it? Um, I told them me and Kira had no relationship, no sexual, no, no sort of relationship whatsoever. Um, but obviously we did. 
So, yeah. And that was just because you were... Um, I didn't... I, I just didn't want anything to happen about it. I was embarrassed about it. Like, it's like a lot of shit, you know? Like, yeah, so... It's just something I didn't want to have to deal with. Yeah. Like, and did they follow up? On that after no, they no, no. So they called me up, and he, he's just like, "Oh, look, you're gonna have to come back in for another interview." And I was like, oh, "All right." And he's like, "Like that was it." And I never went back in. They never chased up. Like they never asked me fucking shit. Like, how's it affected you? Um, I don't like. It's really hard to explain that. Um, like I'm the very I've had so much going on, like, in my life. Like, my life has been 100 mile an hour. Like, I'm a, like, I'm a roofer, so I chase insurance work. So ever since I've been 16, I've been, you know, moving to town, chasing, like, stormworks, hail storms. Um, so I, I, I never thought about, like, I, I blocked it out. Like, I only realised it, like, now in the past few months and shit, now it's all coming back up. And I'm like, but with other things that happened and shit, like how I, I just literally not think about it. And then like, it doesn't come up. But what I'm realizing now is when I try and think about it, it's really hard. And like, oh, I'm almost too lazy to sit there and like bring up all the memories and try and sit down and think about it. Like I literally like, like no, nah, I don't remember it. That's it. Like I don't try and remember it. Like that, that's what, is getting me because it's affected me and like I'm noticing and affected me now and just everyday shit like shit I should be remembering but I'm not like but yeah it's yeah it's yeah it's more like I, I don't think about my past like I really need to start you know like remembering shit fucking you know just having memories like telling people stories and shit like I don't ever talk about it. Like, I never talk about fucking anything once I was 16 and younger. I just don't think about it. But Kira's passing, Kira's death has... Yeah. Obviously, has it affected you in your life? Like... I, I think... I think it has... Um. Well, I haven't... Uh, this one perspective. Like, I haven't dated since. Like, I, I broke up with old love. Like, I haven't... I haven't dated. I don't think about it. I don't, like, emotionally connect. I don't, I don't try to, like, I don't want to, like, but, like, I don't really think about it like that. It's just, I don't know, I just, I got my job, like, I'm fucking, you know, trying to get my life sorted and, all, you know, on the track, setting up my future and stuff. So I, I really don't think about it like that. And that's what I mean with the whole, like, memory thing. Because, like, I, now I'm getting older, I sort of realise, like, I need to start remembering shit, like, remembering all the shit, things I've done or not shit things I've done, but like the mistakes I made or, you know, just certain things in life that you should fucking remember and be like, oh, no, don't do that again because if, you know, something bad happened last time. I don't do that. Like, I, I just talk myself into it and I'm like, yeah, right, no, let's do it. Like, but, yeah, so that that's, I, I just need, like, to work out in my head. Like, I need to get out of fucking, I don't know. I don't even know, but, yeah. And do you um, have you heard any any rumours or anything around Wolvite being a small town? Did you ever hear anything like what may have happened to Kira or anything like that? Um, we all just sort of knew. 
Like it, it was a pretty obvious thing in the community uh, who had done it. Um, obviously the cops had rocked up there multiple times, like my little brother had heard on fights. We knew of, you know, um, the fights, him hitting her or them actually getting into fights, but um, it was just so obvious. Like it, it was, it was undoubtedly and that, that's what everyone knew. And like he, he was the character, like it wasn't like he was, you know, he was a nice dude and you know, this random thing happened to her. Like he was a shit cunt, you know, a proper shit cunt and this happened to her. We all knew it was him, it, you know, there's no other way about it. So yeah, everyone in the community knew it was or thought it was Have you ever seen him since? Mm. No. Now I remember um, he used to stay in, the, he used to hide out in his house opposite Gimpy. I'm just going to censor that location there just for obvious reasons to protect the person who does live there. I'll have to follow up on that one. And I remember like looking at it every time I went past, but I never ever seen him. Like I've never seen him once or fucking since I seen him back home. But yeah, never after that. Alison was busy in the kitchen making us dessert. In her words, she calls it Roadkill slice. It's a version of a mint slice and looks like roadkill. Again, her words, not mine. This once again looks like roadkill pie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're good. Alison's making some roadkill pie. Why not? So, was there any, anything else you can think of, Sean, that was, since you last spoke that um, you wanted to bring up or about Kira? Like, how would you describe Kira? the funnest person you can be around. Like, she's the type of person... Thanks, Alex. Um, I, I never really seen her... You know when someone gets the shits and they, they want everyone to know they have the shits? I've never, ever seen her in that type of mood or, like, be that type of person, just always happy, like, no matter what, man, just always... Like, obviously, she'd get mad and yell, like, at the kids or she'd get mad, but she was always either happy as fuck when she'd be mad and yelling at the kids. Mm. But yeah. That's, yeah, that's the only two sides I've ever seen of her. So you just had a good friendship yeah. with her? Yeah, yeah. Like, we weren't even, like, it wasn't even like we were friend, friend friends. Like, mm. she was literally the neighbour. Like, you know, as every other you know kid would have had when they have a neighbour. Mm. Um, yeah, she was the neighbour, so. But yeah, that, we were probably, like, closer than most neighbours would have been, like, you know, we had kids, they had kids, so mm. we'd fucking, and we'll both like run around. So um, yeah, we'd babysit theirs, they'd babysit us. So yeah, we're over each other's houses a lot mm. as kids growing up. Yeah. But you, did you like, obviously, the girl next door, you being young, you probably. <laughs> like the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. She was a very attractive girl. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was very attractive. Yeah. So this looks this looks great, Alison. It actually does, eh? Thanks, so I've discovered my oven seal is broken, so I just hope it's cooked all the way through. That's right. <laughs> it's I'll let you know so tomorrow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm heaving. No. Yeah. It, should uh, be, it tastes all right. It tastes like it's it's cooked enough. Yeah.
So we finished eating roadkill pie and made our separate ways. And I'm happy to say, neither of us got sick the next day. So, right on. That was my conversation with Sean at Allison's house. So thank you to Allison for facilitating that meeting and for reconnecting. They haven't seen each other since Kira's funeral. But again, Allison has been a godsend by teeing up that interview, also other interviews with Tamika and a few other people who you're yet to hear from. So I said before, with uh, Bean and Valley Road, I'll be cross-referencing the version of events that I've been given by Tamika and a few other people, and that's still to come. There's still more of that to happen, so stay tuned. Uh, a few things about Sean's interview was the fact that he categorically denies being there that night. He flat out denies that, and also he denies any sort of relationship, intimate relationship with Kira while she was with Jason. Uh, Sean mentions his brother, Damien. We'll be able to back up his story and add to that as well. And I have caught up with Damien, so you'll be hearing from him next episode. Thanks again, guys, for being patient. Episodes are fortnightly. A lot of time goes into a real-time podcast, so thanks again. Keep the word out there. And if you know anything about Kira or what happened to her, you can send me an email or a message on Facebook. Details are in the show notes. So stay tuned for a little preview into what Damien told me. It gets hectic. So at 9.30 at night, it's fair to say that you could hear quite, yep. a, quite a bit. I could, I could hear it well and truly. It was loud. There was shit. There was something smashing all over the house. I could hear yelling. And, I could hear Kira screaming um, really badly. Like, it was a painful scream. Could you hear any dialogue? I did. Um, after it all went quiet... It was quiet for about two minutes. Then I heard walk out to that bottom left shed. Right. So he, by that stage, he would have been 20 to 25 metres away from where I was standing. I heard him, I believe he was making a phone call because I couldn't hear any other voices and whatnot. He said, I fucked up, I'd done something, I don't know what to do about it. That's next time on Beanham Valley Road. Got myself a piece of heaven. Bean and Valley Road is a 16 Media production. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by myself, Jamie Poltz. It was mixed and mastered by Johnny Powell. Our theme song, Peace of Heaven, is by Pete Allen Music. You can find him on all social medias and download his music wherever you listen. Our cover art photo was taken by Joel Poltz. You can head to our website, www. 610mediagroup.com to look at pictures and read our blogs. Also check us out on social media at Bean and Valley Road for Instagram and Bean and Valley Road for Facebook. And please guys, don't forget, give us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen. It really helps us out. So thanks again for listening guys and stay tuned. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.